SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. From Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. All right, folks, thrilled to be with you. Series Channel 204, the Sportsbook Radio Network. It's Brian Blessing. Hey, we do the weekday version of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're with you from 2 to 4 Eastern, and we're doing the weekend edition of the college football and the NFL Vegas Sportsbook Radio shows. And we've got what a roster to turn to and it's a true treat honor for me i moved to vegas in 2005 kenny white was manning running the show over at the las vegas sports consultants an incredible odds making firm made the opening number for many years in the state of nevada his power ratings the work the due diligence second to none he's got magazines out the nfl and the college football power ratings magazines it's incredible information and with the nfl as we welcome kenny in it's great to get this season back underway. Preseason, though, Kenny, I think this year we'll find some opportunities, but I'd be more focused on how do they start the beginning of the season because I am absolutely of the belief with the extra regular season games, a handful of teams, a team like Detroit, Dan Campbell trying to change a culture, everybody else, the, the teams that are entrenched, maybe teams with quarterback battles, that's another one you always watch for in preseason. But I really think. This is going to be about getting out of these games more than ever before, getting out healthy for the long haul. Well, we know uh, in the history of the NFL, you want to start 2-0 and because that's a pretty good opportunity of you getting in, into the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, they, all these teams, they definitely want to get out of the gates fast, uh, especially with a new coach. But it's hard, easier said than done because you've got so many established uh, teams in the NFL that are so good. This is a, this is a really good uh, – the, the talent just continues to get better and better and better each year. Um, looking for maybe three teams this year to really step up and uh, be, you know, tremendous teams again. The Buccaneers who won it all, the Packers with, with Rodgers and the Chiefs again. Those three really could put themselves head and shoulders above everybody else. Well, by the way, just to follow up on what you said, I think it's pretty, been pretty well documented. You start 0-2. You start 0-2, you miss the playoffs 87% of the time. Yeah, that's very important. Obviously, when you see those type of numbers, uh, you know you better get off to a good start. Uh, so, yeah, 0-2 puts you in a really bad hole. And it's, it's funny because 17 games seems like a lot. 16 games at that point seems like a lot, and it seems like you can overcome that. But it, it, it's, there's problems there. Why you started 0-2 might be, might be sometimes the competition – but it might be sometimes there's a problem on that team. Yeah, and then teams start to press a little bit, try to do too much, and, and the problems get compounded. You had mentioned Tampa Bay. I'm just curious, want to get your take here. You know, what a remarkable deal for them to go and win the Super Bowl last year. But you look at what they had to do, winning games on the road, New Orleans, Green Bay, and then they beat Kansas City in, in the big game. Brady's unbelievable. 
I'm just wondering, the Super Bowl hangover, I know it's Brady. I, was Tampa Bay that really that good, Kenny, or did they just get hot at the right time? And then how does that translate into this year? I think they were really good. Uh, it was a team that uh, had the latest bye week of any team in the NFL. Important. And they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs on that last week before their bye week. I think it was 13 straight games. And they got destroyed. Um, and they got the rest. And after that, boy, they just, they just turned on to, and went to a next, another gear. Um, I, I thought they were that good. I loved them in the Super Bowl. The fact that basically the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line was wiped out and it was going to be a long game for Mahomes. And boy, was I right, but boy, he was good. He almost made some plays that were incredible plays to, to, to bring his team back in that football game. So those two are, are, are just outstanding football teams and green Bay as well. Green Bay, their defense this year is maybe as good as anybody in the NFL. And you have Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback. Let me ask you about the conferences, green Bay, Tampa Bay, you know, with Rodgers back, and I know you've got him as your top-rated quarterback, the studs in the NFC, and certainly teams can get hot. But, boy, you go to the AFC, Kenny, I think you can make a case for five, six teams. Yeah, there's no doubt you you can make a, a case. The Buffalo Bills right now, uh, just by winning the division, is going to give them some home field advantage in the playoffs. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if Buffalo won 12 games. I have them 10.6 wins. But I think they're so much better uh, than I even have them rated. I may have maybe just underrated them a little bit. And I, you know, this is a, a team that they stay healthy. They'll pick up an extra win here or there. So that, that puts them in good shape. Um, Pittsburgh uh, was with Cleveland and Baltimore. I, I still have faith in the Steelers organization. They know mm -hmm. how to win. Cleveland does not know how to win. They've won one year. So how about Tennessee with that running game? I mean, at the end of the year, how important running the football is. No doubt about it. Uh, it's still, it's every every year when you look up the leading rushing teams, the teams who run the football the most are all teams that are in the playoffs. And the teams that do not run the football usually are out of the playoffs. So, yeah, Tennessee and Tennessee gets a break. Carson Wentz out. We have no idea who will be the starting quarterback for Indianapolis. Right now, uh, Tennessee is, is a, a big favorite in my eyes to win that division. Kenny White, the information's exceptional. We're off to the races. We're going to touch on a lot of topics. We're going to dive into the quarterback position, take you around the league, training camp news and notes, talk about Kenny's power ratings, the information that's there. First full week of preseason football. It is coming. It is coming so fast, and we're thrilled to be with you. Weekdays, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network, and now we're doing weekend college football and NFL football editions of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We have just scratched the surface, just getting started. Glad you're with us. We're talking NFL football on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, folks, back with you here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our NFL edition. Kenny White will be back with us from thepowerratings.com in the next segment. Just thought we'd go through 
the first full week of preseason football and you look at the numbers that are out there and some of the things that we want to look forward to. So we had the Hall of Fame game and the betting public got it right. Money was on the Steelers. The game, the total was 33, bet down to 31 and a half. So it ended up being Steelers and the under. And that's kind of the rule of thumb for the Hall of Fame game. Run the ball, get out of dodge. Some sloppy play. One of the best players for the Steelers was their punter. So if you're a GM, that's kind of some of the stuff you're watching for. Now when we get to the first full week of preseason action, we're going to be focused on the new head coaches because for the most part, we're going to see very basic vanilla, not showing much of anything. But these guys, Brandon Staley with the Chargers, Dan Campbell with Detroit, David Culley with Houston, Robert Soleil with the Jets, Nick Sirianni with the Eagles, and Urban Meyer with the Jags. You've got to believe they're going to be trying to change a culture, put a stamp on the team, get them to follow their lead. Those guys will likely very much have a bounce in their step where established coaches with job security are going to just want to focus on fundamentals, execution, and at the utmost, stay healthy. That's what the preseason should be all about for the teams that are in very good shape. So, again, you look at the totals across the board. It's the preseason. Everything's low. Washington, a two-point favorite at New England. Total on the game is 35. Now, we look at the quarterback rotations. For the Eagle, or the, for the, excuse me, for Washington, you're looking at Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, and Steven Montez. And you may see a lot of Heineke and Kyle Allen here, and Fitzpatrick's trying to learn a new offense, so you may actually see him play a little bit. It's different. We know that defense is really good. Washington's defense, they'll want to stay healthy. Now, for the Pats, clearly, you're Cam Newton, Mac Jones, Stidham's on the pup list. But in this game, you may end up seeing a lot of Brian Hoyer, a guy that's been around the block, knows how to move the chains. And, you know, the thing is, when you watch these preseason games, everything's a slant route. Everything's just keep it simple, keep it in front of you. And, again, the totals are low, and they're low for a reason. Now, you know, Washington, we know about that defense. Well, that total's gone up. That total was 32.5. It's up to 35 because, again, we're talking about the guys 50 through 93 still on the training camp roster. These are the guys that are going to be getting playing time and be evaluated. Now, Pittsburgh gets to come right back and play Philadelphia. Philly's a one-point favorite. We told you uh, that you have the new head coach, Sirianni. He's going to want to do some good things. But Pittsburgh, albeit a very, very quick turnaround, but they're sitting there going, hey, wait a minute. They've got a game under their belt. The linemen, even the subs and the guys that are fighting for roster spots, it's such a huge advantage to have a game under your belt. So, you know, I would envision, this is a number Philly minus one, even though the Eagles, you know, may want to, you know, try to change their culture. Pittsburgh should have an edge here because they have a game under their belt. Tennessee and Atlanta. Tennessee's a one-point favorite. Total on the game is 38. Again, uh, you've got Arthur Smith. He wants to get things going with Atlanta. 
And from the Tennessee perspective, this is one really, really good football team. And I think staying healthy is the most important thing for them. I don't know. Tannehill maybe gets a series. They literally just signed Matt Barkley, the former backup to Josh Allen at Buffalo. He may get some second-half action. But if he does, believe me, I mean, he can play a little bit. But everything's going to be dink and dunk because he doesn't know the offense. So I think you're going to see more than anybody Logan Woodside playing in that game for Tennessee. So, again, you know, it's all about doing your homework, finding out what the quarterback rotations are. Buffalo is at Detroit. Buffalo's a two-point favorite. Total on the game is 37. Now, again, Dan Campbell is going to want, and he's talked to talk, talking about being a real physical football team. Now, you know, Goff maybe gets a little bit of work because he's learning a new offense. But you're going to see David Blow, Tim Boyle will be the quarterbacks there. For the Bills, you know, they've got some pretty good depth on offense at the skill positions, the quarterback perspective. Allen may not even play, but Mitch Trubisky doesn't know the offense. You're probably going to get Mitch Trubisky in there for the better part of a quarter, a quarter and a half, and then they drafted Jake Fromm last year, and Davis Webb, they like the kid. He works hard in practice. The quarterbacks for Buffalo really kind of point their way. I know Detroit wants the game. Buffalo will maybe have the better quarterbacks going from start to finish. Dallas has a game under their belt playing at Arizona. Arizona's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The total on the game is 40. Dallas specifically, I mean, this is a team that was so beset by injuries last year. And I know for McCarthy, it wasn't a good look in the Hall of Fame game, and it wasn't a good look last year. But I think the Cowboys, maybe more than any other team, they're all about staying healthy. Miami's at Chicago. Bears minus three-and-a-half in this spot. You know, two is the guy. Maybe you give him a cup of coffee in this game. As for the Bears, you know, you got to sit here and say you've got Andy Dalton and Nick Foles and Justin Fields you want to get some work. So I think all of these guys are capable of doing some really good things. I mean, Chicago looks you know pretty interesting even in the preseason. When you find the defined quarterback battle or they really need to get work in for the quarterbacks, something you pay close attention to. And that number is reflected where they're three-and-a-half-point favorites, totals 34-and-a-half. Denver at Minnesota, Denver's a one-point favorite. 34-and-a-half is the total there. You know Denver may want to get a little bit of work in here for Teddy Bridgewater learning the system. Brett Rippon can play a little bit, and then you've got Locke. Denver may be playing some of these guys. At Minnesota, you're going to battle here with Cousins. Why would you risk injury with him? You're probably going to see a lot of Jake Browning. In that particular spot, the quarterback deal certainly would seem to favor Denver. New Orleans and Baltimore. Baltimore, two-and-a-half-point favorite, total 35-and-a-half. Really interesting because Harbaugh loves to win and set a tone in the preseason, but they've been a mass unit. Lamar Jackson, he would have been playing anyway, but had the COVID. But a lot of guys are nicked up for Baltimore. I think maybe Jameis Winston gets some serious work in this game uh, to see you know exactly what Peyton's thinking with that quarterback rotation. Uh, we get uh, Cincinnati and Tampa Bay. Uh, the Bucks six-point favorites, totals 33. Why would the Bengals risk any injury to Joe Burrow? Brady on the other side of the equation. The Jets and Giants, these guys usually do get after it. The Giants are one-and-a-half-point favorites. The total on that game is 35. Houston, Green Bay, Jordan Love, you think it's a good long look in this game. Uh, he's catching three, but Tyrod Taylor maybe gets some playing action, learning a new system, and 
That's actually a game might sneak be sneaky and feature some points. KC San Francisco. San Francisco was a mass unit last year. They want to stay healthy. They're one and a half point favorites against the Chiefs. The total's 36. Seattle's at Vegas. Vegas a one-point favorite. John Gruden wants to get things going uh, with the Raiders because it's been an awfully slow start for them. From the quarterback perspective, you know, you've got Car Mariota, but Nathan Peterman could be, you know, the new preseason guy that actually racks up a lot of points. And then, you know, on down the line, uh, you sit here and, you know, you look at the games that you don't want to see guys get hurt. It's keep these guys upright. Both teams have high hopes. Chargers, two-point favorites. Uh, the total on the game is 35. You know, you, you look at this, and the last game, Sunday, Carolina and Indy. Indy's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Who's the quarterback? Couldn't tell you. Total on the game is 34. All right, you get a peek there. Preseason. You got to read between the lines. Try to put the pieces of the movie screwed together. Vegas Sportsbook Radio talking NFL. Kenny White, thepowerratings.com, joins us again on the show when we come live. Right back to Las Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Well, the boy toy on every football team is the quarterback. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We're all in Vegas, as is Kenny White. Our producer, Chris Pavone, is back in New York. And Kenny White from thepowerratings.com, kennywhitesports.com, the NFL and college Power Ratings magazines available all around the country. It's information you can use and adjust along with Kenny as the season goes on. We'll give you details on that in a little bit. But, Kenny, just wanted to focus on the quarterbacks. And maybe just as a, a broad brush, give an overview. You have ratings on every player. I mean, a third-string offensive guard. But in terms of the quarterbacks... What, do you, what is your pecking order for the quarterbacks in terms of your ratings? Maybe your top 10. Well, very interesting. Yeah, Brian, I, I have, uh, you're right, done power ratings for over 30 years now, individual player power ratings, and every player is ranked uh, from their size, speed, their experience, and then any tangible stats that they have. Quarterbacks are the easiest because they, the, they have the easiest stats to compare. Um, be very surprised, you know, in my quarterback uh, rankings, I have Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in football, at eight points above average, above the average quarterback. So if his backup was worth zero and was an average NFL quarterback, if Aaron Rodgers was not to play, we would take eight points off their power rating. It would be eight. It'd be worth eight points to the betting line. Patrick Mahomes is two, uh, seven and a half points above. Deshaun Watson's my third top quarterback. Seven points above average. And then number four, Josh Allen from Buffalo, six and a half. Lamar Jackson is number five at six. And then I'll give, or, no, I'm sorry, number five, uh, six points above average. And then the sixth best quarterback will be Russell Wilson at 5.5 points. And then it drops to Tom Brady at number seven. That's the top seven quarterbacks. So 
When you're making a power rating on this position specifically, what are the key factors and uh, not with you giving the, you know, giving the cookie store away, but, but what are the things that go into compiling a power rating specifically on the quarterback? Well, again, I use their size, speed, and their experience, but I also rate their, uh, I, I rate their arm strength. Um, I rate their release. I relate, relate, uh, rate their mobility. Um, so I, I get a uh, tangible rating to go along with their stats rating. And then their stats, um, I, I break down the stats and I adjust their stats for only using stats that are within two scores of what the football game is. So any stats, any, any game that they're three scores down or three scores ahead, any stats that happened during that time, I don't use. I, I have been able to take those out. So I rate those quarterbacks on just competitive plays. Um, and I, I use, uh, you know, completion percentage is big for accuracy. Uh, yards per pass, or yard, every, you know, their average yards per pass, touchdown percentage, interception percentage. Um, and uh, that's all put into, uh, into the computer. And then our power rating is, uh, it comes out, and that's what the quarterbacks rated out. Now, I can make adjustments on those guys, obviously, if I don't like what I see. And, uh you know, if it was a quarterback that was running for his life and had no offensive line in front of him, you got to make an adjustment for that. Well, it's funny. I mean, I'll speak from, let's say, personal experience. My years, 14 years covering the Bills, Bill Polian, then he goes to Carolina, then he goes to Indy. All right, he builds a team, goes to four straight Super Bowls, goes to Carolina, uh, goes to the Super Bowl, chooses wisely, uh, takes... Manning over Leaf wins the Super Bowl there. And then the tree of GMs and scouts and everybody he had. And you think of the teams year after year after year, guys that keep swinging and missing the combine. Oh, the guy looks great in shorts. He can jump out of the gym. But he's not a football player. That's what Polian used to do. He'd go get a Don Beebe from a Shadron State or a Jeff Wright from a tiny little school. They drafted football players. So I guess... The long-winded question to you for the quarterback, it's an intangible thing, but football IQ and decision-making. I mean, you know, all these years, I think he's better at it now, but I would get blue in the face. I'd want to throw a remote through the television. Stop telling me how smart Ryan Fitzpatrick is because he went to an Ivy League school. If he's so smart, he wouldn't throw it to the wrong color jersey. So decision-making and football IQ... How do you put a quotient on that? You know, that, that comes out in the stats, I think, a lot. Uh, you're, you'll have a lower completion percentage. You'll have a your, lower yards per pass. You'll have a lower touchdown percentage. And you're going to have a higher interception percentage. So I, I think that type of, uh, of, you know, a football IQ for a quarterback will, will come out in their stats. And I'd like to measure that, yeah, if I could. Um, hard to do sometimes, but I tell you, after doing this for as many years as I've been doing it, I, I feel so comfortable with my quarterback ratings because I've been able to say on shows, uh, Kurt Warner is out for the year, or Trent Green was out for the year, and I said, hey, don't worry about it, Tr- uh, they've got Kurt Warner. Um, he, he's going to play. A couple years ago, Carson Wentz goes down with an injury, and everybody said, well, that's it, the Eagles are done. I said, not so fast. Nick Foles is just as good as Carson Wentz. The Eagles aren't going to miss a beat. They did, and they go on to win a Super Bowl, so... Um, well, I know, I know, an advantage there. I know there's only, you know, there's so much you can do, but, but I guess my point would be the stats, yeah, would bear a lot of that out, but a guy that's going to come up to the line of scrimmage, 
on you know third and five, and he's got to move the sticks. And he's a guy that can do the check down in audible and call the right play and keep moving the chains. That's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, that's one thing I've, I've always thought about. You know, maybe I should be using uh, uh, win-loss records for these quarterbacks. But sometimes, you know, it might be the defense that wins games for some quarterbacks. But I feel comfortable. The list I just gave you, I don't think there could be a lot of argument there with those no. seven quarterbacks. No, and, not at all. Uh, you know, and, and you know, it's, it, there's some other guys on the, the the range here. Kirk Cousins, I've got eight. Dak Prescott, nine. Ryan Tannehill, ten. Matt Stafford, eleven. Justin Herbert, second year guy. I've rated him the twelfth best quarterback in the NFL. That's that's amazing for him. Derek Carr, uh, what 13. was he? What was he last year? By the way, Herbert. Uh, I don't have my last year book in front of me, but I think I rated him maybe one point above average, which would have rated him. About 39th in the league, somewhere in there. What, what, what did you say with Stafford? Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor ranks right now one point above average. I've got him the 39th best quarterback in the NFL. Tua Tagovailoa might be the worst starter. I've got him ranked 37th in the NFL right now out of, out of all the quarterbacks. How do you think Stafford does with the Rams, Kenny? I think he'd do well. I've always had a question mark with Stafford because he puts his points up when his team's down two touchdowns. And he, he would get yardage in that fourth quarter like nobody's business and lead him down the field, captain comeback. But uh, he really never did much in the first half of games. It was always the second half. But I think he's under he's with a better organization now, a better coach, uh, much better offense that probably fits him. And, yeah, uh, a lot of people are expecting big things out of Matt Stafford. I've got him ranked 11th best in the NFL. I think that's a, you know, a fair rating for him. Boy, this is a loaded question, and I'm intrigued by this a little bit. Because you're crunching numbers and the information and the work you do on this has worked for many, many years. All right, teaching an old dog new trick. I just get blue in the face with analytics. There's a place for analytics in a lot of sports. Analytics doesn't tell you if a guy has a heart the size of a grape or a medicine ball. doesn't tell you many times who they're playing against. There's a place for it. But it's not the end-all, be-all. But now we start to see the analytics coming into all sports having impact on decision-making that actually is played on a field, a court, or an ice rink. Where do you stand on analytics? I I like the analytics. You know, it's funny because I've I've had people always question my power ratings uh, on a certain player, this guy or that guy. I said, listen, I rated out 2,500 NFL players. I'm one person. And the NFL has billions of dollars. Each team, they're billion-dollar businesses. And they make huge mistakes with first-round draft choices. There's a couple guys that were drafted last year in the first round that aren't on that team anymore because they couldn't make it. But they were drafted mm-hmm. in the first round. You know, and that yeah, they did all those things you said. They looked amazing in the workouts. But you know what? They didn't have it between the ears to be the guy they needed him to be on the field. They couldn't read the playbook. Uh, they, they just were in the wrong spot at the wrong time. You want to find guys are at the right spot at the right time. And uh, so that's, you know, that's a billion-dollar organization making a million-dollar mistake on one player. You know, and it happens all the time. So it's a really tough thing to do, uh, rating, rating players out and trying to figure out how good they are. So I'm always adjusting. I, said well, I, might have Matt, I have Matt Stafford right now with the 11th best quarterback, but if he gets off to a hot start and plays three great, great games for the Rams and they play well, 
I've got to upgrade his rating, which is going to upgrade the team's rating. He could jump into the top five or six with a couple good games. He really could because he's not that well, far he, away. He's a point and a half away from being the sixth best quarterback. You may have just answered the question I was going to ask you, but I'm sure you can expound on it. Is the quarterback position, in your experience, more volatile in terms of the adjustments you make on these guys as individuals compared to other positions, or not so much? Yeah, well, the quarterback's the main main player, so he has the ball in his hands. Whoever has the ball in their hands the most in any sport is is the best player on the on the on the field and the most value to the betting line and the most value to that team's success of of winning a game. So. Um, as I said, you know, my quarterback ratings, uh, Aaron Rodgers is eight points above average. Uh, non-quarterbacks, the best non-quarterback players, I'll give you my list here because i got five of them. DJ Metcalf with Seattle. Got about, 20, got about 20 seconds, Kenny, yep. Tra- Travis Kelsey, Tariq Hill, Aaron Donald, and Miles Ma- Garrett are all worth 2.2 points to the betting line. So you see wow. the quarterback could be worth four times of a regular position player. Great information on the quarterbacks. We're talking... NFL football with Kenny White, our friend from thepowerratings.com. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, glad you're with us. Series 204 of the Sports Grid Radio Network. Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? It's okay. Breathe. You found SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. It is so much fun to talk football again, is it not, sir? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot, and we got one of the very, very best. Kenny White, thepowerratings.com, kennywhitesports.com. And we're talking to Kenny, who does such yeoman's work, made the opening numbers here in Las Vegas for a lot of years. And you get the football magazines out, Kenny. Uh, we're, everybody, we're taking notes here. Uh, tell them about the magazines that are out on the college and the football, uh, the pro football front, and how people can get them. Yeah, thanks, Brian. The uh, college football magazine has over 9,000 individual player power ratings. Uh, each team has their own power rating, home field advantage, an over and under number so you can make totals. The book's meant to be a workbook. Um, I've got the predicted final score, my predicted final score for every game for every team, and then a projected win total for every team. So there's a solid 20 win totals that you can still get the magazine and use those to bet the win totals. Uh, 20 of them that are solid, 10 overs, 10 unders. Um, you could maybe find a couple of more that you may like. And it's, uh, like I said, hey, power ratings are meant to be changed and adjusted. And I do all year long when I see a guy and, and get his stats. So that's what the magazine's for. You adjust the ratings. You adjust the team's rating. That way you can make your own betting line on Sunday night or Saturday night after the games are over. 
and be ready when the Lions pop up and get a big advantage on the, on the following week. Uh, and the NFL is the same way. Uh, over 2,000 players rated, team ratings. Um, you know, there's, there's so much more in the magazine, too, Brian. There's first-half ATS trends, second-half ATS trends for every team in college and the NFL. Uh, there are point spread charts, uh, frequency scoring in games, um, so many different uh, tools you can use to help your handicapping. I think one of the things that would be cool about it would be that people, A, following along with you, doing it themselves, getting better at it, using the things, because ultimately people pull the trigger on making the selections themselves, that they'll get better at this. For example, I can't wait to see Stevie say in week 10, I gave him a copy of the magazine on Monday, and he had stick figures in there and was playing hangman. But by week 10, he could have some really good power ratings in there. He can get better as the weeks go by. <laughs> That's exactly right. He'll make better stick figures, too, by the end of the year. So, yeah, I, no, I, I think people that do it, you know, that follow it, that want to follow it, they, they've never known how to come up with a power rating and, and where to start at. So I'm giving you a good starting point from here to, you know, to people to make their adjustments. But like you said, my adjustments will be uh, up on the website, and that's that's a pay for pay product, nineteen ninety nine for a month. Uh, you get all the updated ratings, all the updated projections, and the weekly uh, projections for the football games coming up. And that's all straight numbers based, nothing else. And that's all it is. It's a pure numbers game. The challenge is you face doing this, and again, no matter numbers are numbers, but there has to be the intangible and the years of experience and a human flair to it with what you do, with what the odds makers do in terms of how to generate two-way action. But it's funny, like we went week after week after week with the Aaron Rodgers saga, and it was going to impact the Bears, the Vikings, the Lions. It was going to impact their numbers in the NFC North. Then we have the situation we're in, and now we're seeing people starting to bet Tennessee because it makes sense. One thing's attached to another. But inside a football team, it's got to be a difficult challenge, but something you've got to be cognizant of. An all-pro left guard happens to come out of the lineup. Well, like you said, Kenny, you know, great skill position players may not even be worth – they wouldn't be worth anything in relation – to an individual game line. But if an all-pro guard comes out, complete continuity for an offensive line could suffer. And yeah. you have to keep tabs on that, right? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And then and cluster injuries uh, could, could be yes. two guys on the offensive line. That's big. Two guys in the on the defensive line, two guys in the secondary. Um, those are the biggest cluster injuries. And even a couple wide receivers that we've seen now that's hurt, hurt teams, you know. You lose one guy, somebody else can step up, but you lose a second guy, it's a little bit more difficult to really then make that adjustment. So that's big, and I always like to look at that. So you're right. If I have an offensive lineman that's worth a point, that's what I take off the rating. But if they lose a second offensive lineman that's worth a point, now instead of really being worth two points off the line, it's worth more about two and a half, close to three points, because you've got two guys out of a you know a key piece of the puzzle for that team's success. So yeah, cluster injuries uh, will be worth more when you're when you've got a couple guys. Does that also? I mean, it all adds up, but it would factor into pace of play, totals, things of that nature. How often they move the sticks on third down? If the stud left tackles out 
a good left guard is going to kind of be kind of covering his backside. The running game could suffer. Their sacks go up. They give up a one and a half more sacks a game. It's a constant revolving door, right? Yeah, no doubt. It it is. It is a definite. You know, I, I can think back the 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 was Kansas City had a lot of offensive line problems last year. That's why they lost the Super Bowl. They had three starters, maybe four starters from the beginning of the season out. Their offensive line was decimated. A couple of years ago, the Washington Redskins lost three or four guys off their offensive line. You know, I cast, you know, four or five straight weeks betting against them and under because I knew they couldn't move the football. And in the second half, teams just wanted to get out of there. But after four or five games, the Redskins started, that, that offensive line started to get a little bit better because those players are still really talented. They just didn't have the, exper- the experience. So, you know, and, and the line started to get over and just, uh, adjusted. So uh, now instead of laying six or seven against the Redskins, you were laying 12 or 13 against them. And then they started covering games because two things, line got way over adjusted and the players started to get better. To that end, I've got to ask you, who would know more than anyone based on what an opening number is? It's been five, six years now. Meh, five years. The knee jerk, and I know we've talked about this before, but have you been able to wrap your head around why the week-to-week adjustments have become so significant where a game could swing four or five points Based on the previous week's result, I mean, the, the odds makers aren't in the business of being knee-jerk in their reaction. Why has the betting public become so knee-jerk in their reactions? I don't know if it's the betting public more than it is the, uh, the betting groups that are using models to make their wagers. And those, those models are kind of, I think, all built the same way. So if you got 10 major betting groups out there and their models are all looking at the same thing, you know, yards per play, third down percentage, defensive yards per play, defensive third down percentage, and uh, those kind of stats, they're using the same stats. They come up with the same number. And you know what? Football, there's not a great sample size. 16 games isn't a lot. So 17 games now. Uh, it's just not a large sample size. So I've always said you got to really trust in your rating going in and not be knee-jerk by, yeah, by I mean, it too quickly. Doesn't it, doesn't it discount to a degree the ability of – yeah, one week, that happened. Doesn't it discount the ability of a quality coaching staff to learn from their mistakes and then make adjustments? Like what? They're going to come out and do the same thing and let history repeat itself? That's a great point. You're right, people. But that's why, you know, the NFL, the way it is sometimes, because a lot of people remember what they saw last, and things change so fluid in both the college and the NFL. You're right. Coaches make adjustments. When they see the offensive line is just giving up sack after sack, We've got to change something. We've got to make some diff, you know, different blocking schemes. Um, we've got to bring the tight end in now. Instead of releasing him for a pattern, we're going to have the tight end help block. We're going to have a running back now chip. Maybe, maybe we'll add the fullback in this week. All those things just changed. Now instead of getting sacked six times like they did last week, the quarterback gets sacked once. He has more time to throw, and the guy throws for 300 yards, and they and they win easily. And and most you know most people following thought, hey, he's going to get sacked six times again. I know he is because he got six, sacked six times last week. Real quick on the uh, on the cluster injuries that Kenny was talking about, Brian, 
especially in college football and especially with the offensive line. If you have two, three especially, offensive linemen that are even questionable, here's, here's the two possibilities. Either they don't play and the backup is a, is a significant drop-off. Remember, in the pros, Whoever is the backup, that's a college all-star going in there, right? Mm-hmm. All right. In college, it's not that way. So either you've got a backup coming in who's not nearly as good or, or the guy's playing hurt. That's right. It's significant, Brian. I have bet on that for 20 years now and made money. The injuries, Kenny. I like it. I like it. The, 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 I mean, the injury information, then it's a piece of the puzzle. But depending on who said injury is... That's when the impact falls on the wagering line. And then the perceived value that you would assign to that, is it an overreaction or is it not enough? Uh, You know, I guess every case is kind of different, but, you know, there there are some times that it is an overreaction, I think. It all depends on who the backups are. Like Steve said, in the NFL, you got guys that are, they were, were, you know, all-American college players. In, the, in college ranks, you could have a freshman that's got to step in and play that position who's never played before. So a major drop-off. And if you got two freshmen they got to play now, again, they may not be familiar with the playbook. They, they just may not be at the right place at the right time. They'll learn, though, quickly. Or again, the, the, the guy is the guy that's in there is so nicked up that he physically can't do his job, and then you've got the same gaping hole in your offensive line that you would have if a freshman would be in there. Yeah, the healthy backup yeah. would be better than the injured starter. Right, yeah. that's true. I, you know, some, sometimes the bet, the starter being ninety percent or eighty percent is better than that rookie coming in. But uh, still, yeah, you're right. That's uh, you know, if if it's a half a point or a point, you want to take off the line for that player. Or those two cluster injuries, maybe it's worth three now. That's plenty enough to be off that play or maybe bet against that team. Remember, you got to have a difference. If the betting line's minus three and I made the game four. I don't have a play on the game. I, I would have to make the game five and a half or six to lay that three. Um, three is a key number. I, I, you know, and, and every number is different for me. So if it's two and a half and I make it three and a half, that difference, that push value at three is so great, I'm laying it with only a one point, uh, one point difference there. If the game's four, I'd have to make it six and a half to lay the four. All right, Kenny, give you a, I'm going to give you a 45-second rant here, and then we're, we're done, and we thank you for doing this. But save blogs, uh, journalists, columnists. If Say Alabama, and they're probably not your, even your number one, but the best college football team, please save us time that if the best college football team played Detroit, you know, what would the score be? Please let them know. Don't even bother. Yeah, D- Detroit would d- definitely be probably a 35-point favorite. <laughs> the NFL team can name the score. That was always yeah. what you'd say. Yeah, and that NFL team will name the score. They're just that much better. Spectacular information. Check it out, thepowerratings.com, KennyWhiteSports.com, the college football, the NFL football, Power Ratings magazine. Kenny White's going to be with us throughout the course of the football season. We really look forward to it, Kenny. It's great fun. Outstanding information as always, bud. Thank you. Brian, thanks for having me, Stevie. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks for having me again. And, uh, yeah, uh, best of luck to everybody. All right. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're stepping aside, coming back to Vegas. Lost in a seat. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
that hour went fast. <laughs> the information from Kenny White, spectacular. Kenny just jacked the football back, hoping against hope that we get, uh, you know, as back to normal as we can, getting fans in the stands, and most importantly, a season with integrity. And that's what you want more than anything. If you've got a season with integrity, I'm convinced you've got to believe your power ratings. You've got even more conviction in them if there's integrity in the games in terms of consistency. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we want more when the integrity more than anything. So, uh, yeah, parity's great for us. Um, parity's great for the NFL. And an extra game is even more spectacular for the sports betting world that we have another week of football uh, to, to root for during the season in the NFL season. So 18 weeks of games. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. The one thing, the very early stages in preseason and camp, injury news and notes, they're so critical, and it's the sad truth. Yeah, we, you know, we, we have the COVID thing that we're dealing with. Those are things guys are out, but they come back. Training camp, preseason football, Kenny, necessary evils. But, boy, is it frustrating when a team like Cam Akers goes out with the Rams and a team loses one of their best players. That hurts. Yeah, it definitely does this this early in the season. But uh, yeah, it's almost a, almost a full point uh, drop off for the Rams and Cam Akers really coming on to become a you know a top ten flight running back in the NFL. Great information, Kenny. Give them the scoop on how to get the NFL and the college version of the Power Ratings magazine. Very easy to do, Brian. Go to KennyWhiteSports.com. You can purchase the hard copy. Uh, shipping handling uh, will be a two day overnight to you. So two days for two days from now, you can have that magazine delivered to your door, um, college in the NFL. And then, uh, you know what, if it's easier to go to Barnes and Noble, you can do that. You can also get the PDF off the website. So you can actually be looking at the power ratings in the next 15 minutes. So PDF, and that's the way you want to go. Uh, hard copies through KennyWhiteSports.com or Barnes and Noble and bam, books a million. All right, also available at thepowerratings.com. Kenny, that was great fun. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, pal. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great weekend. We appreciate you joining us, folks. Always great fun talking football with you right here. Sirius Channel 204 and along the Sports Grid Radio Network.